What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, I'm Kaylee Shore, and this is Too Much to Say. So before we dive into this week's episode, I want to give a trigger warning. Um, we're going to be talking about domestic abuse, both mental and physical. And if that's something that is uncomfortable for you to listen to, that's totally fine. No hard feelings. Uh, next week's episode will not be about the same thing. So that's your warning. And, uh, yeah, I put it in the info, but just in case you missed it, I wanted to make sure that nobody happened across something triggering because I know how hard that can be. I think the term triggered gets overused and, you know, kind of used to make fun of people, but it's actually a really legitimate thing that you have to talk about because you can just be going about your day and you're like, oh, I'm going to drive into work and listen to Kaylee's podcast. I bet she's talking about her dumb ex-boyfriends again. And she is, but just, it's a real mood killer. So, uh, I had a personal epiphany this week that was, uh, got a lot, a lot to, to handle. And it's so weird to me that, you know, I'm not dwelling on the past. I talk about it on my podcast. I write songs about it just because, you know, I'm a writer, I'm a creative, and I've only had so many relationships to write about. And so if, you know, I have an idea about something or I'm just thinking about it, it can turn into an entire song. Like I could just have a fleeting thought because I saw something about my ex-boyfriend on the internet or whatever. And then that turns into an entire song. And it doesn't mean I'm just sitting here banging my head against a wall being like, how can I talk about him right now? It's just like, you know, content creation. And I'm in a healthy relationship right now. And the thing is, when you are in a healthy relationship, there's only a lot less drama to talk about. So I'm not complaining. I'm very happy, but I just felt like I needed to say that. But so it's weird three years later to still be discovering things about my relationship and the person I spent time with. And, um, 
being surprised by that because I've learned things over that period of time. I'm not sure if that made sense. I'm really doing my best here. But I wanted to do an episode about gaslighting yourself because you can definitely be lied to and gaslit by somebody else, but you can do that to yourself as well. And it's a a coping mechanism for sure. So the term gaslighting comes from this old movie and it's called Gaslight and it's where this like crazy man marries a woman and he's doing all these things and trying to convince her that she's going insane and one of them is like the gaslight's flickering and it's because he's going up in the attic and looking for stuff that um, he, he can steal and so they flicker because there's not enough gas downstairs and so she he's like she is like they're flickering they're going out what's going on and he's like no I'm looking at them right now like nothing's happening what are you talking about and then it just spirals and all of a sudden he's just making her question reality and that's something that abusive and toxic people do very often like you bring up something that upsets you and they just literally make you feel like you're insane and our intuition is like humans intuition is pretty powerful and a big lesson that you learn in life is how to distinguish your intuition from your anxiety. So like deciding when that voice in your head is right and it's warning you about something or when you're just kind of inventing things to be stressed about because that's what anxiety is. And you know, it's not something you can control, but learning when your gut is warning you is very important. And so there were a lot of red flags with this guy that I just assumed were anxiety and not intuition. And in retrospect, I now know that they were intuition. So I've kind of talked about it, danced around it on my podcast and in my music. I mean, I definitely talk about like in Effie Forever, there's a line about um, my ex-boyfriend putting his hands on me. So none of this is really new information. I just kind of had a realization now that I have a little bit more space between me and and what happened. I'm able to see it for what it really is. But without going too far into it, basically what happened was um, Mercury retrograde is strong and a lot of people from my past are coming back around. But I met somebody who knew some very interesting information about my ex and it kind of blew my mind. And um, I would never want another woman to have to go through what I went through. But hearing that that's happened is like crazy. It's, it's been a lot to process because I'm like, oh, I wasn't making that up. And for so long, I like felt so guilty talking about what happened to me because I was thinking like I was being an asshole or I was trying to get attention or I was playing the victim or I was exaggerating and like defaming his character and all these things. And I just wasn't like, if anything, I was toning it down and I remember in another example of, of me gaslighting myself, I took Candy um, back to my um, hometown for my sister's funeral. And so she was able to see like the full dysfunction of my family. And I was like, yeah, it's not that bad. And she's like, Kaylee, what are you talking about? It is like literally so much worse than you've ever told me. And like all the, the drama with my, my family and whatnot. And I was like, oh, it is, isn't it? And sometimes it's like why it's really valuable to have somebody else's perspective on what you're going through. Because... I have just a really bad habit of telling myself, I'm like, well, somebody else out there has it worse. Like this isn't that big of a deal. And having somebody you love to become like, you know, who's, who is your Prince Charming become your villain overnight is very disorienting. And so accepting that is going to take some time. And I, I've just really seen a 
major change happened since I, I heard this information. Um, so I think part of it is, you know, when you know Prince Charming that well, you know the good things about him and everybody has good and bad. Like nobody's, nobody's perfect. And there are some redeeming qualities to probably everybody on the planet. Um, but you know, sometimes the, the bad does outweigh the good and then it doesn't really matter how much they like dogs (laughs) if they're horrible to humans, you know? And, um, so it, it was so easy to just remind myself of the nice things and the happy things and the good memories because they did exist. And it was, um, you know, I did that so that I could, you know, not remember the bad stuff that happened. And truthfully, it was stuff I really only talked about in my songs. Like I talked about it in 18 and I talked about it in Effie forever and, um, you know, just covered some of the manipulation, talked about it in escape, but I talked about it way more in my songs than I did to my friends or anybody. And another thing that really bolsters gaslighting is seeing other people like aside from your abuser not give a shit. And I just did a very angry, sassy TikTok. And that's an energy I normally reserve for the podcast, but I just could not stop thinking about it. And I'm like thinking about these feminists who go to the women's march and make their cute signs and wear the pussy hats and, you know, are always posting quotes or like girls support girls and, you know, blah, 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 boss babes. And like a lot of those women, I think every woman who's ever chosen my abuser over me has been one of those girls. And I'm like, you don't get to use the word feminism. You do not get to use that. And, um, when my ex and I had our final fight and like, he, you know, I'm just going to say what happened because it's what happened and I'm, I'm done pretending it didn't. Um, we were breaking up. He was yelling at me, um, like screaming he had a really deep voice. And I was, um, physically, um, abused by a family member when I was younger, like once or twice, but enough that it was traumatic. See, I'm doing it again. I'm trying to tell myself it's not that big of a deal. Somebody freaking pushes you into a dresser when you're nine years old. That's really bad. Okay. Anyways. (laughs) Um, yeah. So it took me back to that place and I just like full on dissociated. Like I had no idea what was going on. And he was asking me, um, screaming at me, asking me if I was going to break up with him because this was after I'd found out he cheated on me and I was just trying to do the right thing and take a week to decide if I wanted to break up because of that. Cause that's what my therapist told me to do. And it ended with him just completely blackout drunk doing this. And I wasn't saying anything. So he like grabbed me by the shoulders and like hit me up against the bathtub and like shook me. And, um, that made it very easy for me to gaslight myself because a, I was like, well, it's not like he like punched me. It's not like he like slapped me or whatever. And it's still like, I mean, I still had bruises the next day, you know, and it still was deeply traumatizing. It's still physically and emotionally hurt. And it just like, I think it's kind of rare that an abusive and manipulative person will just straight up punch you in the face because they get away with it by doing other things. Like I had a friend who, um, her ex-boyfriend would like throw things at her and like pinch her and like do really weird things. And like, that was, you know, she would, gaslight herself and be like, well, it's not like he hits me. (laughs) And I mean, I'm laughing because it's just so fucking insane that like you, 
can be that manipulated and that like I could be that manipulated. But so, you know, the fact that it wasn't just like a black and white punch to my face made it easy to gaslight myself. But also there were people there um, (laughs) and there were people who heard and saw it happen. And um, those people still are friends with my ex-boyfriend and knew it happened. And so I was like, well, it can't be that big of a deal. Maybe I'm exaggerating and playing the victim because if they saw it and still wanted to hang out with this person all the time, actually more than me and like chose them in the breakup, then I must be crazy and like acting like the victim. And then I was like, well, I don't want to take away from people who've actually been, you know, abused because I'm calling this abuse and it wasn't. And it's just like, obviously like literally everything's a spectrum and there's, you know, people who just are so battered. And I do know how lucky I was to get out when I did and to, you know, recognize that major shift. But it also wasn't the first time something like that had happened. And there was, um, it usually happened when he was drunk, but the first thing that sort of was the beginning of the end and should have been, you know, a red flag for me more than it was, was, um, we were driving home from a party one night and I hadn't drank anything. It was like a very fancy party in a mansion and it was like a house show. So they were doing like writer's rounds and I played one and, um, there was an open bar. And so him and I are there with some friends and it's really fun. And I was just like, I know I have to drive really far and I just like want to be professional here, but I was like, y'all take advantage of it. And, um, towards the end of the night, he starts talking really loudly and, um, I already said he has a very loud voice, but, um, there was a, a girl playing like a song and I just like in the nicest way possible, like, cause I, I know what it's like to be too loud when you're drunk and it's embarrassing when someone calls you out on it. And I was like, Hey baby, you're being kind of loud. Like, can you, can you be quiet while she's singing? And like the blood drains out of his face and he does not say a word and he's like, let's go home. Let's go home. And I just didn't know what was going on. So we go home and on the drive home, he starts like slamming his fist down on the dashboard and like, just like freaking out and like hitting things in the car and like thrashing. And like, I literally almost ran off the road like two or three times. And like I said, I was completely sober and you know, it wasn't like he was reaching over and like hitting me, but I definitely was like going to lose control of the car if he kept doing that. And he's just like screaming and it was like, so awful and I'm just trying to get us home and I don't I mean the entire time I was thinking like is he gonna hit me like what's happening here because it was so bizarre this episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union at Navy Federal it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years and not just help them but do everything to make sure they not only grow but flourish That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. 
You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. And when I describe this, like these situations, it just doesn't sound like something anybody would do. So I am currently gaslighting myself now, but I like, I know, I know the truth. I always knew the truth. I was just scared to admit it. And honestly, sometimes it's easier to believe that you spent that much of your life with somebody who was nice to you all the time and just like went through a bad time and you got in a fight than it is to believe that, you know, I got asked out on my 18th birthday by somebody who'd known me for a while and was older than me and then proceeded to do things like that and like minimize my career and, um, you know, try to like hold me back from things and get really jealous and act out. And I'm pretty sure repeatedly cheat on cheated on me more than just the one time. I mean, I did a TikTok about this too, but like a good example of, of gaslighting in this relationship was, um, there was this girl that he'd like think he used to hook up with her. I knew she was really into him. I think they like made out drunk at a party once, but I was like 18. And to me, that was like the biggest deal on the planet because it was like, you know, he was like older. And I get that. Like when you're, you know, 22, 23, you kind of make out with people randomly at parties, but like I wasn't in that phase of my life yet. So I was like, you know, really, really disliked this girl. She also wasn't very nice to me and like clearly still had a thing for my ex-boyfriend. And so, um, they did a photo shoot and him and I had talked about it and I was like, Hey, can you just like promise me you're not going to do like a, cause he'd shown me the concept for the shoot and was like, you know, wanted me to be excited about it. And I was like, Oh, that's weird. Like, this is a nude shoot. And he was like, well, yeah, I mean, it's going to be really tasteful. Like, you know, and, and I was like, okay, well, can you just promise me that like, if she is going to take her clothes off that you can either have like a makeup artist there or like an assistant or somebody, but if it ends up just being you and her alone, like she'll keep her clothes on. <laughs> and I feel like that's a pretty reasonable request. And he said, yeah, I'll, I'll make sure. And so he does the shoot. I was like, had like, I felt sick to my stomach the entire time he was doing it. And I was just like, no, I need to be supportive of his career. Like, why am I so upset about this? And so I was just like, I'm going to be mature. I'm not going to be jealous. Da, 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 da. So he's showing me the pictures and he's trying to be supportive. And personally at the, at the time and, and now, um, this is bitchy. I don't care. Um, I just thought they were really trashy. It was like one of those neon paint shoots that's just like super 2012, you know, and I'm looking at them and I was like, oh, wow, like, you know, trying to find something to liken them. And um, I had my finger on the arrow, like on his MacBook to go forward. And I kept going forward and I could tell he was like 
trying to, he was like about to move my hand because I got to the part of the pictures where she took her clothes off. And I was like, oh, (laughs) and I'd already known that he ended up, he told me that it ended up just being the two of them alone. And he said that like, she kept her clothes on and all that. So he just like straight up lied. I'm like, how did you think you're going to get away with that? And then, um, you know, we get in a fight about it and like, he kind of apologized, I guess, sort of, but then turned it into this thing that like, I was overly jealous and I wasn't supportive of his career. And like, I was going to have to get used to this if we were going to keep dating because things like this were going to keep happening. And, um, then he was like, you know, (laughs) basically told me I was a bad feminist for not being okay with this photo shoot. And that I was like, this was kind of before people were using the term sex shaming a lot, but like it was, or slut shaming. It was like that. (laughs) And he was like, and so I was like trying so hard to keep up with this older guy. And so I was like, okay, he's right. I'm not being nice. I'm like being bitchy just cause I don't like this girl and like completely ended up like taking it upon myself. And then we went on a break. It's like Ross and Rachel, like we were on a break. And, um, we went on a break. I literally moved out of the house cause we were already living together at this point. I know it's super trashy, whatever. Um, I was 18. I know it wasn't in a trailer park though, but mm, it might, it might as well. But anyways, no judgment for people who live in trailer parks. I, I did too, but I just I feel like I'm painting this image anyways. Sorry. I'm like trying really hard to stay on topic, but as I'm sure you can imagine, this is kind of a difficult one. Um, so we already lived together. So I move out for the, and go stay with my friend for a week. Like we were fully on a break. Like if anything, we were broken up. I go to this, um, this like dubstep concert for this, um, DJ named excision. And it was just like the most 2012 thing ever. And, um, we, um, me and my friend go and like there was this guy in a banana costume and I was dancing with him and then he like kissed me and I like made out with him for like 30 seconds at this concert and so I told my ex-boyfriend about this as soon as we like started working things out and figuring it out and um like he got really mad and then turned the entire thing into the fact that like I quote unquote cheated on him and apparently to this day nine years later, eight years later. I don't know. It's a very, very long time later. He's like still telling people that like I cheated on him when we first started dating. And I'm like, that is just such a reach. Like that is such a reach. And, um, there was also like during that fight, um, I'd already like, there was another time that he slept with this girl and like lied to me about it, but we weren't like officially dating yet. But, um, it was like our roommate's best friend and like, she had a boyfriend and she was around all the time. And like, he finally told me about it, but like we were already like sleeping together when he slept with her and like completely lied to me about it. And I asked him if they'd ever done anything. Like I straight up asked, I wasn't like, he like left the truth out. And then, um, he like, it was just a nightmare, but he turned that into like me being overly jealous. And so like, I, asked him if I could like read his text with her or whatever. And we're like fighting. And I just drank half a bottle of Jim Beam spiced. It was, I can't even go near that shit anymore. Um, and so like I had his phone and like, keep in mind, I'm 18 years old. Like, I don't think that's an excuse for behaving like this, but I just feel like if I'm going to talk about this, I'm going to be transparent. And, um, so I had his phone and I saw like, you know, them talking about how they had sex. And so I just like throw his phone across the room in his general direction, but I did not hit him. Um, that wasn't my goal. I was literally just like drunk and mad and threw his phone. And so 
he, after, you know, I talked to him after we broke up the final time about how he was, you know, had (laughs) hit me. He was like, well, you know, that one time that like you threw your phone at me or threw my phone at me and like tried to use that. And so I go on gaslighting myself and I'm like, well, yeah, I guess I started the toxic cycle of abuse because I threw your fucking flip phone across the room in 2012. Like what the fuck? Right. I'm just feel like my world has been rocked by figuring out this information um, and and hearing that he's not changed. And then I also, it's just, it's, I know I'm in like a really great place now, but I, I have to write about it because now I'm finally seeing it for what it is. And I'm able to acknowledge it, not just in my songs. Like I feel like when I sang Effie Forever, I still felt guilty and heard the story about when he was dating and another girl after me, like he would cry every night and like have her comfort him because Effie Forever came out and I made myself feel so bad for that. And now in retrospect, I can see he was probably manipulating her by in order to make her not believe what I wrote about in my song. That was a hundred percent true. And I've talked about this with a lot of my, like I've talked about this in a lot of different ways, but like if I'm going to write a song and it's going to be angry and it's going to put somebody on blast like that, every single fucking word has to be true. Every word of Amy is true. And, um, this is the guy that Amy slept with after having heard about him doing all this stuff to me. And like, being abusive and she was my friend and not only chose him over me but actually like (laughs) chose my abuser over me and slept with him and so I kind of left that part out when I was talking about the song because I hadn't come to terms with the fact that that's what it is but like what else do you call it when somebody you know slams you up against a bathtub and tries to run the car off the road (laughs) and spends you know that long, uh, fucking with you, you know? And, um, so that, that was a big part of why I felt it was okay to put out a song that was that mean, you know? Cause I just kind of was like, it was empowering for me to reclaim my, you know, being able to talk about how I fucking felt about it because I never got to really talk to like these people and confront them. And so I wrote a song and, you know, she wrote a song about him and like talked about me a little bit in it. And I was like, all right, fair game. So, <laughs> Ugh, it's just, it's a lot to realize. And I'm probably going to have to hit up my therapist about this one. But if any of you guys have made it through this episode and you relate, wow, you made it through an obstacle course of triggers. And also, um, I'm so sorry if anybody relates to this, but I kind of wanted to talk about it. I don't want sympathy. It's been so long and I have done so much work and like, I can't stress enough. Like I'm in such a great place. Like I don't know if I've ever felt better, honestly. And that's probably why God had me wait so long to figure this out because I'm finally in like a place to receive this information. Um, but I wanted to share it not for sympathy, but because I feel like there's probably somebody else out there too, lying to themselves about how bad it was and minimizing it and not necessarily doing that to stay with the person, but just to, you know, the bad guy has a way of always making you feel like the bad guy. And, um, Oh my God, I'm going to probably go write a song after this, but thanks for making it through this one, guys. Um, this is a really safe space for me and seeing your messages and my DMS are always open. Uh, my social media is linked in the description, but I do respond to those messages 
as much as I possibly can because, you know, I get a lot about the heavier topics that I talk about on the podcast and people, you know, sharing their stories. So you definitely don't have to do that publicly on Twitter if you want to talk. And then I have a community as well. Um, with my, like I have a, it's called, um, it's called community, but it's an app where I have a phone number and like shows up just like iMessage and I can talk to you guys. But if you feel like talking, I do my best to respond, but my number on there is 615-492-3926. It's 615-492-3926. Um, if anybody wants to chat and, um, thanks for listening. This already feels really therapeutic and, um, Yeah, if you were late, I'm really sorry. I'm sending you a hug, and uh, I'll probably have some more songs coming out about it. So, love you guys. My name is Kaylee Shore, and this is Too Much to Say. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.